Hey guys, George Mesa, Third Eye Edify podcast here with a short video about a current event that I think we should all be very focused on and paying close attention to. Now, I've kind of already discussed it actually. In a previous video recently, I did an episode about AI art with Mario Gaza of Symbolic Studies. Check his work out. It's beautiful. And in that there was a discussion about a, an apparent anomaly, an aberration, a cryptic, as they were calling it, who appeared seemingly out of nowhere. And they gave this thing, this character, so to speak, a voice with something called Chat GPT 3. And this is AI chatbot. You can suggest something to it, it can do something in response. And now they're being used for, you know, writing term papers, writing poems, writing movie scripts, anything you can possibly think of. And it's dangerous in a strange way, but it's cool, I guess. They're touting it as it's, uh, as it always, they have a Trojan horse system coming in. It's good for this. It's good for that. It's not good for anything. It's as bad as auto um, spelling, autocorrect. When you type things in and it fixes it for you, you don't always have to really know how to spell those things anymore. When the phone, if you tell it a name and it calls somebody, you can sort of lose your memory of those phone numbers. Do you have to have phone numbers memorized? I guess not. It's good to keep your brain going. It's good to keep the muscles flowing and working. It, it, it helps. You lose that, you lose other things. And AI is doing just that. So what I noticed is that Google and their open AI has released something called BARD. And what is it? Open source? I totally forgot. I can't believe it. It's uh, open AI. Yeah, open AI from Google. And they have BARD is the name of their chatbot to rival, to rival chat GPT-3, right? Now, who started ChatGPT3, you ask? Well, it was kind of started by Elon Musk and Sam Altman. Sam Altman is still with that company, doing all kinds of AI things that you wouldn't want done and you never voted for. But there it is. Now, the reason I jumped on this episode is because I was very curious as to why are you calling this thing barred? Why is there already tons of competition in this field that is being announced as news? It's obvious that there's going to be competition and people are going to make these AI programs. But are they good for you? Are they in your best interests? Or are they already, are they already being used against you? Have you already read some AI chatbot's information and thought it was a human being's? Whether it was a social media post or some email, you, you just don't know. It's just like a deep fake. It looks just like somebody and it's not. And it can be played off as that. Keep that in mind. So anyway, what is a bard? Why did they call it bard? I found it very interesting, as I often do. There's some 
strange similarities here. So let's get to that, right? Here's an image of standard-looking bard. They're often seen playing a lute. They're often seen accompanied by a harp, whether one they're playing or somebody else. And if you go to good old wiki, they actually call it a professional storyteller. A musician, a composer, an oral historian. And maybe most importantly, they were known as genealogists. Now, why would they have to know the genealogical history of a certain family line? Well, they were always employed by, patronized by, a monarch or a chieftain often to commemorate or praise that patron's ancestry or the activities, the victories. Tell the stories of my people, of my land. I think this is a very important part of all of this. These AI programs are being used for just this. They're being sponsored by some monarch, some big wig the kind of person who inadvertently ends up running your life without you even knowing about it and now we have something like this the dna the genes of your web browser search history your entire online identification whether you use social media or not by the way this bard has a record of your genealogy google already has that so I think they're kind of letting the cat out of the bag a little bit by, by doing this. And um, it's interesting, to say the very least. I think it's interesting. So think about that. At the very least, this name, it's a witty name. It works. But at the same time, you know, they're, they're telling you something, as they always are. It doesn't seem like it. And people like me often get called crazy just for suggesting the idea that this name could mean something. I think it does. And well, what else? It's something that's been mentioned in a previous uh, episode, particularly when I was on Chance's Interverse to talk about music, I had discussed how a crier might work. The town crier used to announce things. This is very similar to what a bard does. But more importantly, these criers prior to the one that you see here, the more traditional image of one holding a bell, they would be in the streets reading and singing, more importantly, memorized singing passages from the Torah, from the Bible, in the town square. The parts that were meant to be sung, which are most. It's a musical book, really. Um, there's a very, very, very large similarity here between a bard and a crier. Now, something else that I found... These things happen as you research. It's just stunning similarities that can't be overlooked. Um, I was looking into one of my older dictionaries from the 66, 1966, that is Webster's New World Dictionary. And one of the things in the definition wasn't much different than what I read you. It was actually shorter. And it said a Celtic poet. A Celtic poet, right? And bard can also mean in Spanish, by the way, armor for a horse, leather armor for a horse. So is it armor? Maybe. <laughs> Are they trying to defend themselves from us being able to think and act for ourselves? Maybe. Have I noticed on an Amazon Alexa that they want to convince you to allow 
Alexa to give your kids ideas on how to tell their own stories. Sounds great, except all it wants you to do is to use their AI story creating program and have kids let Alexa do the work when you put the information in. You'll get good at delivering inputs, but you won't get good at making your own stories. This is a humongous factor of the AI world. It's going to do things for you that nothing should do for you, ever. And as I mentioned in the episode with Mario Garza, he geniusly, I don't care if that's a word, he mentions the hearth at the center of the household. Everyone would sit around it, tell stories by the fire, storytelling. Now it's been replaced by a television. And it's the same exact concept here. Let Alexa show your children how to make stories with AI? No. Show your children how to make stories by telling your own. Find family time. It's being taken away from us, and it's very easy for it to go away. As much as it, I don't think it will, it can slip through our fingers. And it could lose a generation or two, and that's a big deal. So again, why the Celtic poet? Off track for a moment, sorry. Why the Celtic poet? Check this out. This is the logo for ChatGPT, not for Bard. And what does it look like? I think it looks like a Celtic knot. There's tons of variations of this. This happens to be a little bit more of a colorful one. But is there a similarity? Yeah. So I think this is such a strange little coincidence that a definition from the 60s mentions a Celtic poet specifically. And now this is what we get. We get this image that looks like a Celtic knot as their, as the rival company's logo. It's not even Bard's logo that has the resemblance to the Celtic knot. It's just a strange thing that came up as I was looking into things and finding things out. It's just the weird stuff that ends up popping up with this, you know? So who else was a Bard a few people that get called it loosely Bob Dylan William Shakespeare he's known as the Bard of Avon Stratford upon Avon there's Avon River near what is now the Shakespeare Theater but it was supposedly his birthplace now we don't actually know when he was born and if you want more details about my suspicions about William Shakespeare other than the work that's already been done by many people over the decades um, check out my episode, Unholy Trinities. I think you'll find a very in-depth look at William Shakespeare, and there's too much to even mention here. But, of course, he's the Bard of Avon. He's the, what goes down as, the best storyteller of all time. So an official Bard, I assume, if it was him, of course. So... Where, where do we go from here? The past year has shown us, and I'm not just saying 2022, 2023. I'm saying I'm recording this in February of 2023. The past year has really seen an unbelievably humongous uptick in AI things, particularly AI art, AI chatbots, and things of that nature. They've been with us for a very, very long time, but only now are people becoming aware of what it actually means. And movies like The Matrix and other things like that mentioned it. 
and even back then people didn't know what it was and I couldn't believe it. And I, I being a, you know, an avid video game player for most of my life, I was well aware of how AI works and what it is. What I didn't know is how much it had been used by DARPA, CIA, and others to not only gather information, but to almost learn human behavior as much as a computer possibly can, because it'll never be what we are, of course. They work off binary code. We don't do that. And I've already discussed how much I'm against a lot of how people try to turn us into technology rather than to do their best to make technology either be make life easier for us, which of course some of it does, but it also takes away from what we can do as people because we don't do it anymore. Just like writing with a pencil on paper or a pen, whatever you prefer. I'm a musician. I think I prefer the pencil, but these are all things I've been thinking about lately. And now that I've noticed that there's yet another headline with a brand new thing coming out, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to worry about. When you give your kids a device, they're going to be finding ways to use these things. If they're not interested, their friends will be. And they may be convinced. It's not like it's going to ruin their lives. But over time, it may actually remove their own skill sets that they're supposed to naturally acquire as human beings. And I think that's a really, really big part of how the powers that should not be are trying to take over. They're not gonna, but they're certainly trying. And the more that people like you, my listeners and fans, can get the information out, whether by sharing this video or some other means, just it, just telling somebody, even if it's at the family dinner, you never know whose eyes you may open. You never know whose attention you might get about something they never realized was right in front of their face. And um, I guess that's the main reason I made this episode. It's a short one, sure. But there's lots of exciting things coming. Plenty of very interesting interviews. And uh, some big episodes that I've had planned for a long time. In this crazy year so far of 2023. So, as always, like, share, subscribe. Um, find me on Rockfin, please go to Rockfin. It has tons of amazing content uh, creators. And if you subscribe through me, you're supporting me directly. If you show up at my Patreon, I've got little goodies that aren't available to anyone else uh, that are supporting me in any other way. So check that out too. And um, I hope to see you guys as soon as I possibly can because I've got plenty more. And I thank you so much. And I'll see you guys real soon.